Why are you here, Mr. Sparrow? she asked finally. Jedwin almost wondered the same thing. If someone had told him a month ago that he'd be sitting hat in hand in the parlor of the infamous Cora Briggs, he'd not have believed it. He raised his eyes to face her question, but the sight of her stole his memory. His speech had been planned, rehearsed, revised, committed to memory, discarded, reworded, and relearned. He opened his mouth and waited for it to pour out. It didn't. He cleared his throat and tried again. I'm James Edwin Sparrow, Jr., he began. Yes, I know, she said. Jedwin cleared his throat again. I'm the sole owner of Sparrow Mortuary, one of the most prosperous and growing businesses in Dead Dog. Mrs. Briggs nodded. Says something about the town, doesn't it? Jedwin missed her amused expression as he concentrated on watching his index finger methodically prick the grow grain on his hatband. It seems obvious to even the most casual observer, such as myself, that in the eight years since your divorce from Luther Briggs, your situation here has become increasingly untenable. Mrs. Briggs's eyebrow furrowed in concern. If some civic group has asked you to suggest I leave town, Mr. Sparrow, she said with quiet firmness, I will have to tell you that you are not the first to make such a request. I, however, have no intention of leaving. Jedwin looked up at her. Oh, no, ma'am, he said hastily, discarding his speech. I don't want you to leave at all. Mrs. Briggs tilted her head with a puzzled expression. Her face was a long, almost bookish oval, and there was nothing about her that would have been described as tawdry or common. In fact, she had more the look of a schoolmarm than a scarlet woman. But appearances could be deceiving, Jedwin knew, and the sordid truth about Cora Briggs was legend in Dead Dog. Jedwin took a deep breath and began. The recent panic and depressed farm prices have hurt all of us, Mrs. Briggs, he said. One can't help but notice that your house is in need of some repair, and the paint is peeling so badly that whitewash can no longer suffice. Jedwin watched her blush with embarrassment. Being poor was not immoral or uncommon, but it was humiliating and especially so when pointed out by a visitor. Jedwin attempted to soften the criticism. I, of course, can have no knowledge of your arrangement with Luther Briggs. He paused, giving her opportunity to speak if she wished. She did not. It appears, however, that he has not been overly generous, and that you could benefit from some financial assistance. Financial assistance? I am willing to provide you with a modest stipend for your discretionary use. Cora Briggs was sitting stiffly in her chair, staring at young Jedwin Sparrow as if he'd suddenly grown two heads. Why would you be willing to provide this modest stipend, Mr. Sparrow? Jedwin's hands were damp, but he resisted wiping them on his trousers. This was what he'd come to say, and say it he would. He was not Mama's good little boy anymore. He was a man. 
Men said what they liked and asked for what they wanted. Jedwin liked Cora Briggs, and oh, how he wanted her. Determinedly, he raised his chin. He would speak plainly and openly, and she could accept or reject as she pleased. I would like you, he began. Her very ordinary brown eyes were narrowed on him. I would like you to become my, if we could, perhaps we, I was thinking that, Jedwin froze up, unable to get the words out of his mouth. Mr. Sparrow, her words were soft and cool as she looked him straight in the eye. Are you offering me an indecent proposal? Yes, ma'am, I am.